in the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear saints of God, what, what is it that the Lutheran Church teaches and believes that no other church does? No other church believes or teaches. Could you answer that question? It's in the gospel text. We'll see it. There are, after all, two miracles that our Lord Jesus works in the text today from this gospel from John chapter 4. The first is the obvious miracle. It is the healing of the official's son. This official had come down from Capernaum to petition Jesus for a miracle, for the healing of his son that was about to die. And Jesus speaks the word, your son will live, or literally, your son lives. And the miracle occurs right there at the speaking of the word. The boy lives. This man had traveled quite a way because as he's, as he's leaving, he, he's halfway home and he's, it's the middle of the next day and he meets one of his servants on the road and he reports the, the miracle that had occurred. He asked the servant, what time did the boy's fever leave him? What time was he better? And the, and the, uh, and the servant tells him the exact time that the Lord Jesus had spoken the word, had given the promise that his son would live. This is the first miracle in the text. But there is a second miracle in the text. And it's one that our Lord Jesus doesn't want us to miss. It's a miracle that's worked by the exact same words that healed the sick boy. The same words of Jesus. But it's a miracle of a different sort. Here is the text again. uh, At least a portion of it. See if you can find this miracle. First, the first few verses. When the man heard that Jesus had come down from Judea to Galilee, he went to him to ask him to come down and heal his son, who was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now there's an important note on the text there that we can't see in the English, and that is this. That the word you, in the words of our Lord Jesus, is plural. It's not singular. Unless you see signs unless you all see signs, unless you guys, y'all, that's the Texas way, unless y'all see signs and wonders, you won't believe. Now, Jesus is talking to this man who came to him, but he's also talking to the whole crowd, to everyone who had gathered around him. And he says this, unless you all see signs and wonders, you will remain in your unbelief. You don't believe me because of what you hear, but only because of what you see. And when Jesus says this, he's rebuking their unbelief, or at least their belief that's only the result of seeing his miracles, seeing water turned to wine, seeing sick people healed. they, they, They believe him only because of what they see. But the text continues, verse 49, this official said to Jesus, sir, come down before my child dies. So Jesus says to him, go your son will live. Notice that Jesus doesn't answer his prayer. This man wants Jesus to come with him, to come to his house, to come to his child, maybe to lay hands on him, to, to, to make him well by being there. But Jesus simply says the word, go, your son will live. And, and here's the, well, here's the miracle. I'm giving it away. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. 
Jesus had, had just told the crowd, along with this man, that they wouldn't believe unless they saw a sign. And yet now Jesus speaks a word of promise that, would, uh, that you couldn't see. It was, it was miles away, way up the street in Capernaum. That man's son, th- three jur- days' journey, uh, distant from the place where Jesus was. That he, he says that he would be well, and this man believes him. He believes Jesus without seeing it without having any proof, and he leaves. Now, maybe I would have said something like this. Well, Jesus, thank you for that promise. That's really quite wonderful, but wouldn't you like to come along just to make sure? <laughs> Don't you want to come and visit? Your disciples can stay with us. We'll cook dinner for a couple of days. It'll be great. Just, just come along and check on them. We'll make sure that he's doing well before you, before you leave. But no, this man, with a simple and, and sure faith, clings simply to the word that Jesus speaks to him. He believes again without seeing. And this is the miracle, the second miracle in the text. This man's, this this official's faith. He believed the word that Jesus had spoken to him. Faith is a miracle. Faith is a miracle because we, all of us, born from Adam and Eve, accepting only one, our Lord Jesus, all of us were born sinners. And to, be a, and to be a sinner means to be without the fear or love or trust in God. Our sinful flesh does not believe God or the promises that he makes to us. And in fact, our sinful flesh cannot believe. Here's the scripture proof. 1 Corinthians 2.14 The natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. They are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Romans 8, 7 and 8. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Or Ephesians 2, 1. You were dead in trespasses and sins. That's how it was with this ruler, this official in Capernaum, and it's how it is with you and me. All of us were born in sin, that is, in unbelief. And yet, this man believes the word that Jesus speaks. How can it be? It's a miracle. And this miracle is accomplished through the word of Jesus, through the external word of promise, through the gospel. Again, here's the scripture proof, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes through hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. Or Galatians 3, verses 2 and verses 5. Let me ask you this. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and work miracles among you do so by works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Or last, and this is my favorite verse, 1 Corinthians 1, 21. In the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach, through the foolishness of the preached word to save those who believe. This miracle of faith worked by the Holy Spirit in this man is worked by the external Word of God. Now, I get a question all the time as a pastor. 
a question that's answered here in the gospel text. Pastor, people say, I wonder if I were alive at the time of Jesus, if I would have believed in him, and if I would have followed him. Have you wondered that? Do you know what I'm talking about? If we were back, if we were this man, would we have believed Jesus? Would we have been one of his disciples? Or would we have been part of the crowd that rejected him? That, ah, no wonder. Would we have been part of the crowd that rejected him? Would we, or would we have been his disciples? Would the Holy Spirit have worked faith in us? In, in other words, and I think the reason why people ask me this question is because they're worried. Well, I know I believe now. After all, I was born in a Christian household. I had Christian parents. They brought me to baptism, and, and they brought me to catechism. They brought me uh, uh, to church and, and to Sunday school. Well, surely I'm a Christian because of all of these things. But, but if I was there in the days of Jesus, would I be a, would I be a Christian? Would I be a follower of his? Remember, faith is a gift of God. It is a miracle which is worked by the Holy Spirit through the external word. It, it, is, it is a miracle that this man, this official in the text, believed. And it's a miracle that you believe today. It is the same miracle. It is not by something that you've done something that you've chosen, something that you've accomplished, that you believe? No, it is a miracle worked in your heart by the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. And so we can say with confidence, yes, I, I would have been a Christian then too. For if the Holy Spirit is pleased to create faith in me today, then he would be pleased to create faith in me back then also. It's through the external Word preached and read and studied that the Holy Spirit creates and sustains saving faith in God's holy people, in the Word and in the sacraments, baptism and the Lord's Supper. They work the same way, for the Lord there has attached His word of promise to the water and to His body and blood in the bread and wine. So the Holy Spirit is there working, giving, forgiving sins, and creating faith. Now, we have to distinguish here. We're using the word external in describing this word of God to distinguish it from all of the internal words that we have. Our own thoughts our own feelings, all of the things that happen inside of us. For while it's true that the Lord can certainly inform and shape the thoughts and words that echo around in our minds and in our hearts, it's the external word of God, the external word of the Lord, through which he has promised to deliver to us his life-giving gifts. And this, this understanding that the Holy Spirit works through the external word, is the answer to the very first question I asked you. Do you remember? What, is, what does the Lutheran church teach and believe that no one else teaches and believes? It's precisely this, that the Holy Spirit works and gives faith and grace through the external word and sacraments. Every other church, 
in one way or another, undoes this external word and undoes the Lord's sacraments. And with the undoing of the external word and the undoing of the sacraments, we have the undoing of faith. For think of it. If I'm troubled with my sin, if I'm run down by the world and attacked by the devil, what do I do? Where do I go? To what do I turn? Do I, do I look around at the circumstances of my life? If I look there, it might be one day that it seems like the Lord loves me, but the next day that he hates me and he's out to get me. Do I use my imagination to somehow travel back in time to the cross of Jesus? We have no command and no promise for that sort of thing. Do I, do I search my feelings to determine how the Lord feels about me or what he thinks of me? We all know that our feelings, or at least we should know, that our feelings are notoriously uncertain. No, the Lord Jesus has won his his great victory over our sin on the cross, and he has established his external word and his sacraments to deliver that victory to us, to bring that faith to us, to deliver to us the forgiveness of all of our sins right where we are. So we know where to find refuge and help in time of need. We know it is the word of God. We turn to the scriptures. We come to church and hear the Lord's word preached. We trust in the promise given by the Lord himself in our baptism. And we come to the altar, to the Lord's Supper, where his body and blood carries with it the assurance that all our sins are forgiven. With his body and blood placed into our mouth, his his promise comes to our ears that he loves us and he delights to have us as his own dear children. By this external word, the Lord Jesus, our Lord Jesus, continues to perform the miracle of creating faith in our own hearts. And he accomplishes and he accounts that faith as righteousness and perfection and holiness in his sight. The word of God has accomplished by the work of the Holy Spirit the same miracle that we read in that text. He has accomplished for you. And this is our great comfort and our great peace. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.